Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one merciful page of Talmud every day. And I do mean merciful, because today's page, Shabbat 148, contains a passage that I think we should urgently heed right now. Two rabbis are talking about what you should do in case you see someone doing something that you think you know, might be a little bit wrong, might even violate the halacha. One asks, should we call him out on it? And the other says, eh, leave the Jewish people alone and do not rebuke them. It is better that they be unwitting in their halachic violations and that they not be intentional sinners. For if they are told about these prohibitions, they may not listen anyway. The Hebrew is just so beautiful here. Mutav ve'al Which I think is the Talmud's way of telling us, hey man, always, always, always choose the quality of mercy. Which in our time of cancel culture, of intense online vehement feelings is a lesson that we need to hear. I have the privilege, the great honor of having as our guest today, one of my favorite writers, one of my favorite people, someone who is exceedingly wise and who I listen to on many aspects, but this one in particular, as she herself continues to be, sadly, the target of much vitriol online. Hello, Bethany Mandel. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I wish I could frame an audio segment because that is my dream, what you just did. <laughs> every, every word is heartfelt and completely true. So listen, uh, just before we got on the phone today, you shared with me uh, a direct message someone had sent you. I would never ask you to repeat it because it was so vitriolic uh, and, and it you know insulted your children and wished horrible things on them. It just really kind of shook me. But tell me, as someone who handles a tremendous amount of bile online, a tremendous amount of social media messages wishing her only the worst. How do you handle it? So I, I think it was interesting because the message actually referenced a piece that I wrote um, three years ago now for the Jewish Daily Forward. Um, and the headline is... Um, it's time to, maybe it's time to befriend neo-Nazis. And the direct message mentioned my membership in the Hitler Youth. And I take the mind that people are not necessarily totally aware of all of the circumstances in which they're then spouting on. People see one tweet or people see a headline and they just react. And, and I try to keep that in mind that people are not actually responding to me. They don't actually know me. They're responding to a snippet in which they've then twisted in their minds. And so I think in this circumstance, this young woman saw a headline that was clickbait headline. But the piece actually says, you know, in order to change the hearts and minds of neo-Nazis, here are three examples of people who have done that successfully. And they did so by befriending them and by showing them their humanity. And that was how they sort of turned them against their hateful beliefs. And, and I sort of feel that way about a lot of the trolls. A lot of it comes from a place of ignorance. And I try to keep that grace in mind as I react in turn. There's plenty of circumstances in which people are really nasty and they do so while knowing that they're being nasty. But there's, I think, 80% of the people who respond to me in a negative fashion are really doing so out of a place of just a gut reaction where there's not that much understanding of what they're actually reacting to. 
they're just reading something or not even reading it, looking at a headline, responding, mm-hmm. you know. So do you have any examples or any stories uh, to uplift our soul on this dark day and the stark time of, of people who have trolled you and then you respond and say, hey, man, you know, this is what I meant. And then they came back and said, oh, I'm really sorry. Hey, you're actually a person. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my favorite stories along these lines, I was getting very vile, very um, sexually explicit, actually, messages via direct message from an account that had no followers. But it was not a bot. It was written by a person. And so I tried to follow my own advice. And I would respond to that person, you know, I I hope that you have a better day today. Obviously, something's going on today that's leading to this message. And I just I pray for you that you have a better day. And sort of it went on and on for months and and I didn't block the person. And one day they sent me a really vile message and I took a picture of a piece of art that my, my daughter had just drawn. And I said, my daughter just made this. Isn't this incredible? And he responded and was like, yeah, that, that actually is really good. And I just kept on sort of trying to coax him into conversation along these lines. You know, I told her that I thought it looked like an elephant, but it actually, she said, is a giraffe? And what do you think it looks like? I feel like this is one of those optical illusion things where you see what you want to see and sort of got drawn into a conversation that ended up lasting six months. And it comes out in the course of our conversations that this is a man and not a woman. And he was actually a gay man. Um, and he writes very, very popular, actually. He was a best-selling writer in sort of the gay romance literary world. And he came to tell me over the course of our conversations over the six months, I grew up in a very repressed household. My father hated me because I was gay. And I saw you, a person with conservative beliefs who is religious, which is what my father was, And I saw my childhood replaying for your children. And I hated you for doing that to your children. But I've come to realize that you're actually a really good mom. And you're not doing to your kids what my dad did to me. And what my dad to me was totally separate. And I should probably deal with it. (laughs) I was like, yeah, you probably should. That's probably something you should work on. But it was a fascinating window into the thinking of someone who attacks you in this really vile way. And I've gotten into conversations with several people who have done similar things. And 100% of the time, they are projecting things that are going on in their lives onto me. And this, friends, is why the wise rabbi said, It is better off to assume that someone is just making some innocent mistake rather than assume the intention of malice. Bethany Mandel, God bless you, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>